Canada has yet to pass any kind of substantive legislation that reigns in the powerful tech giants that uh, so many of our kids are just absolutely glued to. I, I have uh, two boys, and the, the younger one, uh, who is 13, can just he could just fall into a vat of TikTok and he doesn't come back out for hours. And I was talking to him the other day, and he was saying, uh, you know, I tried to watch this TV show the other day. It was just way too long. And I was like, what do you mean it was too long? It was like a half-hour show because his attention span is, you know, now measured in 20 seconds because that's how he gets his content. But perhaps that's not even the most damaging thing that these giant platforms are doing to our kids. The entire business model, as you know, as you might know when it comes to things like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, is to try and keep you there longer, keep you engaged. The algorithm serves you up more of what you want. What is it that you like? We'll give you that all day. Just stay here, keep your eyeballs on us because we're selling your information to advertisers. Natasha Tusikoff is an assistant professor of criminology at York University and the author of Choke Points, Global Private Regulation on the Internet. Natasha, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Tell me, what is it that Canada should be doing in terms of these giant social media uh, networks? Well, Canada's a laggard here. Other countries have pulled ahead of us. This includes the United Kingdom, Australia, Germany. And really what they've done in different ways is taken a a whole approach to looking at social media. So looking at anti-competitive aspects of social media that Google and Facebook are the duopoly in terms of digital advertising, but also that these social media companies have some pretty harmful data practices. The Facebook whistleblower revealed again how these companies are targeting young people, in some cases serving ads or content that is undermining their mental health. So the Canadian government uh, with its newly planned uh, online harms belt needs to take a a look at what other countries are doing and really uh, approach this in a much broader, more organized, more substantive manner than their last attempt was before the election. Uh, Global News reached out to uh, Meta, uh, which runs Facebook, Uh, And the response to some of these concerns was, quote, for years, Meta has done extensive work in bullying, suicide, self-injury, and eating disorder prevention. We will continue to look for opportunities to consult with experts, build new features and resources that help people who are struggling with negative social comparison or body image issues. Does the evidence bear that out? It doesn't. Absolutely, it doesn't. And I mean, what we saw from the Facebook whistleblower's testimony is that Uh, Facebook's own research research points out that they're not doing enough because Facebook as a company is commercially disinclined to enact any changes that might decrease its audience, that might decrease the number of clicks or engagement people undertake with the platform. So uh, even Facebook's own internal research shows, you know, this is how it's harmful. This is how you're, you're, you're harming children. But when it comes right down to that cold business logic, they are unwilling, as any commercial enterprise is, to take that effort voluntarily. This is where governments need to step in and compel these social media companies to change. Other experts I've interviewed on this topic often uh, relate back to the railway barons uh, of the, the turn of the last century and saying that, we, you know, these are giant trusts that need to be broken up much of the way they were uh, in the early 1900s. Do you see the same sort of, um, do you see that as a solution? 
Absolutely. So the United States is looking at this. Uh, Lena Khan, who's the new head of the FTC, is uh, looking at breaking up some of these platforms. And that is a move, right? Instagram should be probably a different company than Facebook of, of Meta's two big um, social media companies, but that doesn't solve the problem. So what you would end up with is a, a handful of still very big, very dominant social media networks that still have this toxic business model. So antitrust or, or anti-competitive actions are, are one way to address this, but it's not the whole um, it's not the whole solution. And uh, a broader solution would be to address how they make their money, which is an advertising dependent business model, which means they want to siphon as much information from their users to manipulate those users and to sell that data to advertisers. Okay, so right away you're going to run into, you know, freedom of speech. Those, that's going to be the pushback in terms of any government regulation in this country we would have. That's true. In the United States, this is a bigger issue as the Second Amendment is a, a constitutional protection that is much more rigid in terms of its interpretation than in Canada. In Canada, we have the Charter, which uh, establishes a balance, which allows the governments to make uh, modifications to restrict those rights in certain cases. And of course, this would have to be a really thoughtful, critical discussion of how best to regulate social media companies in order not to unduly chill freedom of speech. Well, it's a big topic, and we appreciate you coming on today to talk about it. Thank you again. Thank you. That is Dr. Natasha Tusikov, who is an assistant professor of criminology at York University and the author of Choke Points, Global Private Regulation on the Internet. If you want to read more about this, there's a fascinating story on Global News .ca right now by Rachel Gilmore. It's fascinating. It uh, is the dark side of social media, what Canada is and is not doing about it. That is online right now.